15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, for everyone who doesn't know on, on Twitter, I've, I said that I decided that until we get official word one way or the other on whether or not Henry Cavill is still Superman, I'm going to lovingly refer to him as Schrodinger's Clark. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty happy with yeah. him. <laughs> it's one of those moments where I was like, mm-hmm. that's why I love that man. Good job. <laughs> Holy shnikes, we have us a Birds of Prey trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not the only Birds of Prey news we have. And yeah. I think it's going to be a fun one. <sighs> I'm David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. You're listening to DC On Screen, the podcast that covers the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, gives honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believes that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. I ain't feeling that any of that this week. If it's been released, it's fair game, so beware of spoilers and welcome to the show. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a spoiler somehow for our show this week because I am just so friggin' excited about like everything that's come out. Feeling the aster. Feeling the aster. <laughs> Um, just fun to say. Yeah, it, it is good stuff though this week. Yeah, and you know, I was excited to to find that uh, last night that they were teasing a trailer for today. So, mm-hmm. uh, just gotta jump right on in. Um, right after this, though, um, that is, <laughs> um, if you <laughs> if we're not too terribly annoying, mm-hmm. and you would like to uh, support us over on Patreon, the five dollar tier will get you. Uh, Every episode ad free, plus uh, stuff like Jason's pull list. And I, you know, I just recorded uh, a conversation with Scott Madison last night. We did a uh, a Star Trek podcast together, and then afterward, we we did a we we just sat and talked for a while. And some of that conversation was really pretty cool. So I think that's going to wind up on the Patreon feed uh, here cool. in the next couple of days. You know, so, fittingly uh, enough, the next pull list is going to be the prestige format sixty four page Harleen issue one. Mm. Also pretty cool. And um, I can't remember if that's one of six or one of nine. Just slipping my mind at the moment. But uh, either way, either way, it's going to be like plenty long. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have some uh, we're going to have some fun. By the way, if you sign up for the one dollar tier on Patreon, you will get the ad free normal episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't get the extra episodes. Right. Yeah. This is one of those things. So. Sadness. Uh, you know, as, as you will, we appreciate every patron and, and even, you know, the people who aren't patrons who, uh, support us through shares and through word of mouth. My Lord, you have no idea. You or have just no plain idea what it means. Happy. 
yeah yeah let us know how you're feeling mm-hmm. and uh even if you if you message us and say hey we love you but the show kind of sucked this week i'm like dude thanks for loving us <laughs> glad you were there anyway get get more in depth about how you don't like it and i'll try to you know see if i care yeah try to use caps lock and exclamation points as many as much as possible yeah i mean i will always care but if you're belligerent or something yeah you know that kind of puts a damper <laughs> anyway this birds of prey birds of prayler birds of prayler <clears throat> i like that more Bird, yeah yeah that's uh, sometimes you stumble upon greatness <laughs> really i really do like that more <laughs> we have the birds like, of now prayler i'm sad here. there was something missing from the prayler <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, okay so this thing already looks gorgeous yeah this thing uh cinematography wise already looks gorgeous um you know i didn't notice right away i've seen this trailer now probably four times um and i noticed someone on twitter as i was you know scrolling through brought up the the how it's probably black masks club and the hands with the eyes over black canary is like Black Mask sort of always being in the club. That was a really cool take. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I love this whole thing, man. You know what a Harley Quinn is? It does look like is, it's his or... club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just based on that one shot of him kind of walking away with the going to be a good, you know, everybody having a good time thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I am not getting this, like, I don't know, this flamboyant vibe off of him that everyone has or that so many people have reported. I'm just not, I th- I'm getting Definitely. eccentric. Yeah. Eccentric's better. And flamboyant is for sure. Not a word I would use, although I haven't seen anything more than a few seconds, but mm-hmm. the moments that I have seen, he's, he's exuberant for sure. Right. But I'm digging it. Like I, I, I he's got like a, he's got a really good accent for where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems to be enjoying himself a lot, which always makes for a good villain, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I, I love it right out of the gate. She says, you know what a Harlequin is? A Harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. And no one gives two shits who we are beyond that. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good every, starting point. Every bit of dialogue that I hear in this trailer, I, I love it. I love mm-hmm. that he says, Miss Quinn belongs to him. Here's the deal, Quinn. You you need me. Um, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be fun. This is just like a sleepover. <gasps> we should order pizza and make Cosmos. <laughs> I missed, okay, I couldn't figure out what she was saying. Make Cosmos. I like that. Yeah, make Cosmos. Harley, focus. <clears throat> Not gonna lie, that okay. sounds fun. Um, and I, I showed this thing to my wife, uh, and at the point where she says, I'm the one they should be scared of. Not you, not Mr. J, because I'm Harley freaking Quinn. Mm-hmm. My wife goes, is she like one of the best actresses or best actors is what she said <laughs> in the world. I'm like, I, I you know, I'm, I maybe I, <laughs> I swear I heard Arlene Sorkin in that voice, man, when she yeah. said Harley freaking Quinn, it was good. It oh. was really good. Like she clearly is taken from, uh, that, I don't know, the, like the BTAS version of that, that kind of <laughs> North, North England or new England twang. Mm-hmm. does a great job with it she sounds fantastic and also another person who in the course of this movie and the course of this trailer really sounds like she's having a good time you know short of the stuff up front where she's taking shots and mm-hmm. really cutting her hair yeah really mad and sad up front and what looks like a scene somewhere in the middle where she's going to be very sad about something but she like you can tell margaret robbie is really having a good time and that that's going to come across pretty hard i liked it here mm-hmm. get you excited 
And dude, you know, I mean, looking at all of her ca- costume changes, all I gotta say is fabulous. You know what I mean? Like it's just. <laughs> you know, I was iffy on the the like uh, the plastic thingy, but one, it doesn't look like it's gonna be there for too long. Um, so even if I don't end up liking it, I, you know, it's we're gonna be all right. We'll move past it. And uh, you know, secondly, I think I do like it more. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I liked it as much in the screen test. I think I think I like it more with better lighting. Yeah, kind of pops better for me. Like yeah, you know, they gotta they gotta they gotta do their color grades and stuff. Yeah, um, no. I loved seeing her uh, just shattering that dude's leg in the club. Mm-hmm. Nah, yes, was that a leg? Yes, I thought yes, it was yes. a testicle. Oh no, it was a leg. He had his legs up on the coffee table. He did. Just, okay, she just jumped up and right on the knee, man. That's what it looked like. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, that still hurts to hear, but it, when I when I heard that crunch, and it is a very audible crunch. Like the Foley artist took a walnut or something and just popped that thing. <laughs> it um, it sounded bad. It sounded bad for that testicle. I'm 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 sort of glad for whoever that is. If that's his knee instead, mm-hmm. I don't know how he he feels about it. What choice he'd make, but oof. I suspect he's not making it out anyway. It was brutal. Yeah, probably not. Just like that poor son of a bitch who was <laughs> basically in the hyena's eye view. Did you oh. see the hy- the hyena like running up to the dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, By the, way the, ho- the hyenas in general. The hyena eating licorice with Harley. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. I mean, well, I, how did, I how just did love that they're there. I, I, that, that's well, it looks that's like awesome. One. It looks like one hyena. Was it just one? The one's fine. Yeah. I don't need more than one. Yeah, I don't need more than one. Uh, I you know I, I keep seeing people on Twitter complaining. There's no black mask. I'm, not, uh, I'm like, you wine babies, bastard. Look at this. <laughs> Roman is having a breakdown with his artwork behind him. The art is of a person in a black mask. The black mask is branching off and strangling someone who is unmasked. Not to mention the fact that we have Harley in this dance number and all the dudes around her are wearing black masks. Mm -hmm. Like, they're getting to the black mask, y'all. It's trailer one. It may still be in this film. Don't worry yet. And even if it's not, is that that big a deal? (sighs) I mean... If it's a fun enough villain, who cares? But and yeah, it looks like I mean, it is yeah, going I would to prefer be. it. I mean, definitely. If you had just asked me yes or no, would you prefer to have it? Yeah, yeah, I would prefer to have it. If it, it's not a deal breaker, I'd be all right. It's not a deal breaker, but it's like you watch the the thing one time, don't notice any of the black mask imagery that's all over this damn trailer. Oh yeah, there's a ton. It thematically, gonna, it is it is name checked several times. Ugh, just ugh, ugh. There's plenty of stuff just there. Makes me so angry. Anyway, also that looks like it might be a trank dream. <laughs> the 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 dance number. It might be because I I swear the, there's one shot where she's got a trank in her neck. Hmm. So it, yeah, I did see that. I did uh, see the trank. I would guess that the dance number is like a I don't know, you know, one of those like knocked out dreams. Hmm. I I loved her handing the uh, the the dynamite to uh, Cassandra. Hmm. Yeah, a lot fantastic. of fun there. And if you like really like look at what Margot Robbie is doing, especially in that scene. Like that I noticed it specifically in that scene. She's making freaking it's like she studied Bruce Tim uh character designs. Like the uh you know the what do you call them when they when you break down how the guide the animation guidebook. I do know what you're talking about. It's that shot where you have um you have like, like a multiple quarter, heads quarter drawn profile yes. and straight on and all that. You have multiple heads, multiple faces and then you even a couple syllables on there normally, so you can kind of see what the mouth is supposed to look like and and a lot of and the face is supposed to look like in a lot of variations. Yes, it's like it, the animation version of a, a show bible. Yeah, per it character. looks like it looks like Margot Robbie has been like watching Batman animated series, 
I, studying those those expression charts. I don't disagree. I just I wonder if it's like if if I wonder if it's uh, if it's she did her her homework or at least somebody gave her the right homework to do and said we want you to be able to hit these beats. Uh, that's possible. It could also just be that they cast someone that just is fucking perfect for the role. Yeah. It could just be that she naturally went that way with the character and they were like, oh, yeah, that's definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got a real animated series feel to it. You know, we should get her. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It's been years now. I don't remember how that went down with her casting. I do remember it went over really well. I mean, um, generally, people kind of looked at her and thought about Harley and went, mm-hmm. yeah, that could definitely work. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know who who cast her or what, but it's been good it's job been years. Yeah, it's great job. But it's been years. I don't know if there was any kind of kerfuffle or backstory to it. I don't remember it. Yeah. So just, I'm all about this. It, mm-hmm. Like, did you notice the freaking, the, the glass, the martini glass shaking with, mm-hmm. with Black Canary, Canary singing? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 That. Yes. Yes. Meta. Yes, very meta, much meta, that. meta, 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 that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to like subdue her power. And I, I think she's going to be powered. Yeah. We got like, I think mobsters. Mm-hmm. And shit. Be, but, uh, We've got, uh, yes. Um, Helena. Helena, yes. yeah, looks fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. Huntress. Yeah, that that little scene in the alley, you get it looks. I mean, it looks like the same time of day, same set. Mm-hmm. Not not that you see him exactly back to back in the trailer, but it definitely looks like she's kind of looking down the barrel at Harley, and Harley gives her like that. All right, you know, let's let's get us an old Donnybrook on. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that was that was one of the things like I I saw on Twitter. I can't remember who said it. Someone said I unfollowed them. <laughs> we're deeply offended apparently i was they said wb releases birds of Pl- uh, birds of prey trailer without birds of prey uh or birds of prey trailer where they're fighting black mask without birds of prey or black mask hot take alert yep and i just unfollowed i just couldn't do it because you know the birds of prey traditionally have been oracle black canary uh and huntress mm-hmm. with you know Cassandra Kane sometimes in there, sometimes not. Yeah. I mean, so we're we're already at two thirds birds. We're at two thirds full capacity on birds. With like a side dish of extra quintessential bird. Uh-huh. Quintessential. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Uh, um, and I saw at least twenty black masks <laughs> in that trailer. They just didn't happen to be on Roman Sionis's head yet. Uh so Cool down. Wait, hold on. Uh, this is almost our catchphrase at this at this point. What is it? Wait a damn second. Wait a give give them a damn second. We can't ever agree minute. on what we've said the most. It's somewhere between wait a second and give them a damn minute, or give them a damn yeah, second, something or, like that, or wait a fucking minute. I don't know. But this is the, why the we can't have nice there. things. No, we don't need nice things like catchphrases. No, <laughs> <laughs> broken. It's a, it's a broken idea anyway. We don't we don't necessarily need them, but thematically we have that going on. Mm-hmm. Give him a fucking second. <laughs> and, and, and whatever that the catchphrase is. At this moment on this day, my favorite version of that the, phrasing. So that's it, just be, it just keeps evolving to become more and more angry. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It was probably like, let's wait it out originally. So <clears throat> they 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 have released some posters and they, they look fantastic. They, oh, there's yeah. a poster of Harley with the hyena. A lot of fun. Did you notice Harley's tattoo? Mm-mm. Which one on her on her arm? If you basically zoom in on it, you know she is the same Joker tattoo she had from Suicide Squad, the J, mm-hmm. except the J has now been altered 
to have a uh, the top half of a woman coming out of it, so it looks like a mermaid or nice. a siren. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. buddy. Yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> That's a nice cool. touch. Also, she's. Uh, <laughs> she, I mean, there. She's. She's moved on. Um, mm-hmm. I, she, I mean, yeah, she's still got all of the original Link, and there's some stuff that I guess she's changed, and the, the her outfits are just as eccentric and she's still going to be Harley apparently. But um, yeah, the Joker, if you just looked at the progression of the movies you've seen so far, which is really just Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. But if that's all you've seen and that was the Joker, as you've seen him, yeah. um, he could be completely gone after this trailer. And it would, you know, for the, for the universe as it s- still exists in whatever form it's going to be. And, and I guess they'll call that the main story or the a story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He could just not come back. Uh, like they, they made such a point of, like her she's throwing knives at his visage and stuff like that. That was that was good. And I don't mind, but it's uh it kinda you know, as I was watching, I was like, Oh yeah, they could just walk away from him from like the Leto Joker at, and use this film and it would be and it would make sense in in, in universe, you know? They could. I'm not sure they, they are willing to. I just I don't even want him to. I'm just watching the trailer and watching that development early on in the you know, the first like thirty seconds. I thought, oh, well, like they could just walk away. They could. What do you think about Montoya? Looks like she's definitely leaving the force for some reason or another. Oh, yeah. No, she's got the classic, you know, brown box and all that crap. Mm-hmm. The little filing box that for some reason people take. <laughs> to take their their stuff home. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, if I, ever, if I ever get fired from anything that's near tangentially an office job, I'm going to demand I get that box before I leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be like, no, you can't officially fire me until I have that box. <laughs> right. I don't know if you've seen anything ever, but... I have to have the box. I have to have the box. Well, you don't until have then, a, you don't have until an office. Until then, I will be Jason. drawing pay. Thank you very much. You don't have an office. You don't have any personal effects. I want my box. <laughs> I I do have a, a sort of desk. We can I can clean out the uh, seven or eight things I keep under it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and be on my merry way. The wayward Alabama hat. I am going to, by the way, do the trope where if if if, if this ever happens. I'm going to grab someone else's stapler and throw it in the box so I can have that conversation you've seen a hundred times. Like, that's my stapler. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. It's mine now. I don't think I've ever seen that conversation. I feel like I've seen that a lot. I'm I'm not sure you're not just having dreams about how you would like to leave a job. That that's possible. I mean, I like this job. Supplied so staplers. That's new. I'm dealing with that. But <laughs> mm-hmm. the uh, seems like I've seen that several times before. Either way. There's always a stapler in the box. You always throw a stapler in. Right. Maybe that's why I'm thinking of it. Maybe if I haven't seen that before, it's why I'm thinking of it. Because every time I see the stapler in the box, I think, no one has their own stapler. I feel like you have to take a small plant. Oh, yeah. I should grab a plant. We don't have any plants at work, though. No. The only one I know of is a fake plant upstairs in one guy's office who's Mm -hmm. never done anything to me whatsoever. And it would be hilarious to walk in and demand to grab that plant to leave. Yeah. (laughs) I need it for scenery, John. (laughs) (laughs) You've been really nice to me. It's been good working with you. Thank you. I need this for effect, though. I like your mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you keep rocking, man. I hope. Wish you the best. I'm taking your plant. Mm-hmm. All right. So this thing definitely looks R, hard R. And uh, I'm down, man. It looks so good. I, I I love everything that I've seen. I really do. Yeah. Looks good. The action there looks was... fantastic. Like you said, it seems shot well. The dialogue so far sounds on point. I like where the characters are coming from. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. And it doesn't... You know, a lot of people have said, like, that they're worried that it's going to be too funny. I don't think so, so far. Like, it just seems quirky. It doesn't seem funny, necessarily. I mean, it does seem funny in places, but not like... I think, I mean, there's going to be some laughs in here. And, uh, and yeah, there, but there not should like, be, but 
like worrying about a film being too funny when the main character is, you know, a, a play Harley on the Quinn, name Harlequin. Yeah. That, that's not, you can't do that. You're not allowed. Well, specifically, I don't feel like it's going to be one Deadpool funny. No, we're not going that way with it. I don't think it's going to have that tone or two uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor Ragnarok funny, which those are the three examples I see most when people are, well, I say people, <laughs> when a certain <laughs> sect of DC fans uh, who shall not be uh, specifically categorized here mm-hmm. complain about humor in uh, the DCEU. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think what we have, I think what we're going to go up against here is Shazam funny. Mm-hmm. Like that level and be. amount. No, I think it'll be that. Like if you just took the beats of, of Shazam where there's a laugh, what would you call it? Every three minutes on average. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I, th- I think we're looking at maybe that rate and maybe that attempt at humor. Like, like Deadpool goes really goes for the laugh, like hard. And mm-hmm. it's great. It's great for the character and, and they make, and those are great films. But, um, and I'm not even sure like a Harley Quinn movie that went for the laugh like that wouldn't be a lot of fun, but I don't know if that's what we're getting into here. And I, like, I think maybe that, maybe that tempo still on the jokes and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to try as hard for him. I think they're going to maybe focus mainly on Harley just being slightly insane, but I, you know, when it's not going to be like, like when I say Shazam funny, I don't mean Shazam. And then it's going to go back to like, it's not going to be like heartfelt Shazam moments <laughs> when they go away from the funny, it's going to go kind of more Deadpoolish. That yeah. part is to me more analogous about how they're going to use the Deadpool maybe vibe. Mm-hmm. Is when we go violent, we're going to fucking go violent. Yes, I'm. I'm People I'm gonna all, get broke. I'm all in on that. Yeah. And it's funny because and I think I, the dark I, moments are going to be really dark. I so often say that I have like BVS dark. Little interest in action. I, I very often say that I have little interest in that, and mm-hmm. I find that's not the case when it's like brutal, hard R-rated violence with humor. Oh, yeah. I think I might be unwell. <laughs> no, that's an okay thing to fall into. <laughs> like, I mean, I, some part, I, like, I don't like absolute gore just for the sake of it. I mean, I, I uh, the Kill Blue movies kill me. Um, I, mm-hmm. They made no sense to me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember enjoying Kill Bill 1, but I do plan to watch it again now that I've, I've had some time to breathe and to remember uh, or to... Uh, not really remember to uh I, I've I've gotten more accustomed to what it is Tarantino does. So I'm good. I'm 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 good. I'm gonna let you go on that journey alone. alone. I I'm well, not that's even, fine. I'm not even trying to hate to. on the guy. I don't like him. And I but I don't wanna I don't wanna say he's doing anything poorly. He's clearly doing something really well. A lot of people really love him. I just mm-hmm. it doesn't hit me. But um <laughs> like that kind of cartoonish violence with uh with no comedic payoff it's maybe like a piece of the diagram where yeah like that doesn't work for you that's fine um comedy just for for the comedy's sake is is one thing but with like comedy with like stupid crazy violence that's kind of fun too mm-hmm. um like the like you know like some of the parts of Shaun of the dead where it's just cartoonish over the top oh my god but really funny as well yeah i i, I, I that's like the, the girl uh, who impairs, impels herself in the backyard on like the, the little i don't even know what that is i think it's supposed to hold one of those little thingies with the rope on it that hit around the stick oh yeah um bloody mary as she's known in the film but yeah like mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff's i don't know to me hilarious i'll tell you this i totally get it it was so over the top uh and i i'm it's one of those where like people think that i'm like oh like oh it's one of your guilty pleasures i'm like i'm not i don't feel guilty about it at all um i really enjoy the transporter movies they are ridiculous just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous 
just stupid. Just unjustifiably insane. I love Jason Statham, though. I think he's, you know, if I were casting a Batman movie, he would be my Alfred. That's fair. That, he um, would be a fun one. I really like, like that. Movies like that are a lot of fun sometimes. Like, I... I watched uh, I watched John Wick the other day for no good reason, just because I wanted to see the fight scenes, and they were fantastic. I'm getting worn down on John Wick. Yeah, uh, there's only three of them, and I don't really I, I've I've only seen the first, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's not something I consume with any with any purpose other than just being like, well, you know what, screw it, let's see what this does. Right, and and, and that's it's what like I'm saying. fun like, action for a couple hours, and then it's gone. It's over. It's done. The, yeah, the the Bobby Yaga thing bothers me, but. I feel like I am getting worn down a bit. I, I might. I'm. I still I think you. I still think you're going too far with the Baba Yaga thing. I'm saying I might. I mentioned closer to watching it. All right. Just I mentioned closer. I think that I think that bothered you for reasons that I don't know. I, I don't think it should have bothered you, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you just make that desperate grasp for a reason not to watch a thing. I've been there. I don't remember. I mean, I would say I all of Tarantino. I do that with. Yeah, you just do. about any any movie or trailer of his, I'm like, ah, there's that thing with the blah blah blah, and I don't care. And the fact is, I don't have time. I don't mm-hmm. really want to. There are other things I would rather do with my time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, even if I tried to force it, I would the whole time I'd be sitting there thinking, like, Man, I would really rather be doing something else. Um, so it's just never gonna make it. So yeah, sometimes you just kind of flesh out that negative space of of like, we're not gonna do this. Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but it might happen. Yeah, not for a while though, because. All the shows are about to start back up, and oh yeah, I know. I'm almost I'm, an entire re- season I'm behind on Penny Lewis. I'm not telling you, like, just having seen the first one, you're not missing a cinematic masterpiece here. It was just kind of fun for a few hours. Yeah, and that's what I figured. <laughs> People are gonna be so pissed off that we said that. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> so okay, Joker movie. Uh, that's coming out this weekend or this week, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadline is saying that domestically, they they're they're projecting eighty plus million. That's Solid. Um, I would put that I, at. Did we decide what their budget was? Because I feel like it was around forty. You know, I don't know. I I I, I feel like we looked it up at some point, and and I, I don't. I didn't look that up. Nah, I, I'm up. sure they'd be fine. <laughs> like either way, like I don't think they spent more than fifty. Fifty-five million looks like fifty-five. Yeah. Did you get from the numbers? Oh yeah, I got fifty-five too. Yeah, from the same place. Um, mm-hmm. they're reliable. That's probably a good number. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a great first weekend take. Yeah, and deadline an is saying movie. deadline is saying worldwide 155 million. Looks like 70 uh 75 million tracking for in Europe. God, if I could if there was a stock I could buy in the Joaquin Joker Halloween costumes. Mhm. Oh my god, I would have buried every cent in it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably fair. I mean Harley too. Harley always does well. And now oh, she's got several yeah. outfits you could choose from. But Man, that Joker! You're gonna see a lot of Joker outfits this time. You're gonna see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of Harley next year because Birds yeah, of Prey comes out February. Then too, I swear every time Harley has like a, a a shimmer of mainstream access for a second, her costume just rockets, and she never truly goes away. Yeah, all right. Yeah, she's so, one of those characters over the last few years. They've built her into something that's like way beyond the expectations of some sidekick in a animated show in the nineties. That was a throwaway character. So fantastic. Isn't it great? I love, I love that. All right. So let's see how you feel about this. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is uh, apparently in uh, talks to play Commissioner Gordon in Matt Reeves' uh, Batman movie. Yeah, I know the guy. Mm-hmm. Hunger Games, Westworld. That was what I was going to ask. Where have I seen him? 
I, I have seen him in Hunger Games, mm-hmm. but it's been, it's been a while and I never quite finished that franchise. Again, nothing against it. Not enough time in the day. Um, I do. I really I couldn't think of where I know him from, but I know I know the guy. Like I've seen him several times. Yeah, he's been around, man. Uh, I mean, the two things I mentioned are the what I know him from specifically. Uh, I would specifically right uh, right uh, specifically <laughs> like to uh, you know. Uh, pledge my allegiance to him based on those things that I know him from. Nice. Um, because I, I mean, I, I think he's a fine choice. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this is, I mean, we're not really going to say he's going to turn into JK Simmons. So let's just go ahead and put that Matt Reeves. <laughs> let's just put that Matt Reeves movie outside of DCEU canon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not going to be a uh, compatible <laughs> uh, casting for that. Not not for exact same universe for sure. Yeah, which is fine. It's you know I, I we suspected for a long time, and you know he kind of had to walk back some statements uh, a couple oh, yeah, years ago. But... I forgot about the Bond movies. I have seen him there. Oh, have you? Like yeah. that's that's a thing that I don't really follow. So I I, I don't know him from. Uh, I mean, I've seen Casino Royale and Quantum Solace, but I didn't remember him from that. Like, the only thing I remembered from no, Casino remember Royale was you, like you've hitting are, Bond's you've balls. Seen one more than I have now. That's I haven't seen Quantum Solace at all. But oh, oh okay. yeah, no, the ball scene that was memorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, not for the right reasons. I saw Quantum of Solace. I don't remember a damn lick of it. I, yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch it. I was actually going to see it one night and my car broke down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and by my car broke down, I mean that I found out that there was a uh, difference between an interference and a non-interference timing in an engine. And someone explained that to me. And I memorized those terms and it, it, it went way over my head because I don't know fucking engines for anything. Um, but apparently mm-hmm. the timing belt on an interference type style engine, when mm-hmm. it goes out, it essentially uh, basically loads a comic style uh, little sawed off shotgun and fires it at the rest of your engine hmm. so i was just driving and then suddenly the the steering wheel got very hard to turn and then i realized that i wasn't doing anything other than just kind of coasting along the interstate mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome this is a good day oh, and that was after i had just been literally uh i had just been promoted to gm and given a store and then i was driving home from that and my car just died i mean d-e-d yeah. yeah good luck with that extra money buddy yeah it was a, it was a fun time extra right. money that's cute yeah. That's so adorable. Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey Wright's a pretty good. Uh, I think he's a he's a good uh, pick for Commissioner Gordon. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing against it. Now um, all all of the news says that Matt Reeves really wanted Marshall Ali for Gordon. Well, now who's that? Blade, the guy that's playing Blade. He played Cottonmouth in oh, Luke Cage. Yeah, uh, now yeah. he's playing Blade for Marvel. I got nothing against him either. No, he would have been fine too. Yeah, he'd been good. I can see Gordon in him. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, what do you think about this Jonah Hill thing that Jonah Hill's in talks for for a villain role? I'm okay with it. I like Jonah Hill. I like Jonah Hill. Uh, are you? I, of I the wouldn't opinion have been that... okay with it until I saw Moneyball. Okay. Um, I <laughs> honestly, I don't. I'm not sure. I would have been okay with. I would have been okay with seeing what he did. Um, you want to see am, the screen test? Definitely. I, I want to see the screen test, but um. And, you know, the, the talks about Jonah Hill made me wonder, like, what I would do or, like, well, who I would want to uh, be in a Coen Brothers Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. I, you know, a lot of people are saying Jonah Hill is probably going to be the Penguin, which is fair and not fair at the same time. Because the dude has lost a fair amount of weight. Uh, 
Yeah, but as we proved in you know Gotham, he doesn't have to be a weighty fi- uh, fella. He, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He absolutely doesn't have to be weighty. And also, you know, the Riddler can be chubby. Yeah. Um, but I really like. I mean, like someone's fat content, we can take out of a lot of the characters. Like a lot of the characters in Gotham are so forgive the term fleshed out that mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Like that's not an attribute that if if you own that character from several other aspects i'm not gonna be like yeah but he was a fat riddler no i don't care (laughs) i really don't um i i liked jonah hill bring me a fat killer croc that that'd be one formidable thought Ooh, hmm he's already giant yeah maybe i can see it They're like the thing with fangs but yeah like i could see jonah hill if he was like kind of doing like a take on his character from hail caesar uh which was a coen brothers movie and I think he's he's got the chops in him. He could do a penguin. He could do pretty much whatever you wanted him to, really. I just, you know, I I don't know. Like for a guy who I didn't know about until um, Superbad, mm-hmm. which is a movie I loved way more than I had any right to, mm-hmm. but it was really funny. Um, it, uh, <laughs> there's some parts of it that time has not, uh, that, that didn't, didn't uh, that spoiled over time, I guess we'll call it. But um, anyway, so... I, from him being like a comedy actor in the, uh, like the Seth Rogen kind of camp, mm-hmm. uh, mostly like the Apatel kind of brand. Um, he was great as a comedy actor, but I, I just didn't see him as much. I, and I, when I saw Moneyball, I was, oh, this guy's a lot of range. He can do a lot of real subtle things. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's hard to play an interesting nerd mm-hmm. without being eccentric. Like he was just like at the heart of his character was just a guy who really loves spreadsheets and baseball. <laughs> that does not <laughs> yeah. sound interesting at all. But that's where he was, and it was pretty good. And then Wolf of Wall Street uh, goes an entirely different way with it. Like he hung out on screen with Leo for a giant chunk of that movie and did a great job with it. He held his fucking own. Yeah. And by the way, made Leonardo throw up on set because he fucking overfed him sushi in a in a take. That's it was great. great. Like there was a moment where apparently it was um it was a bit of improv early on that he that Leo uh, that I think the sushi was either going to stay there or that he was going to eat it. And then he improved, why don't you have that last bit of sushi or something like that? It was something stupid. But um, but for that take, they did it and they liked it and they kept it. And it was like sweltering fucking, uh, you know, set lights, like mm-hmm. 120 degree lights coming at your ass. Like, mm-hmm. It was basically eating sushi in a bath for an hour and a half is what essentially happened. And then Leonardo just threw up fucking everywhere. Ugh. Yeah, because that sounds miserable because it is. Mm-hmm. And Jonah made fun of him later because he was like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. I wasn't going to that was going to happen to one of us and it wasn't going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) That's chops, motherfucker. (laughs) Knowing knowing that mm -mm, I know how this is going to work out on set. Mm -hmm. That's that's showing a little bit of veteran skill right there. Yeah. So I'd be okay with him doing Riddler. I I would be okay with pretty much anything. I'm down to see it, whatever it is, whatever they've got him doing. I don't know what limits there are. Like maybe, like maybe I wouldn't want to see the Joker because there's already one, and we've we've already doing a lot. We're already doing a lot with him. If they're, you know, I I hate, I sincerely hate to typecast, but if Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers uh-huh. don't put Bill Skarsgård in a effing purple suit, <laughs> they're damn fools. Now we're talking about the It guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could. He could. I, was I like don't want to hear about the on Joker. List that I recognized, by the way. Yeah. I, a lot of them were like, oh, God, Dave, I've got to IMDb all of these people. I don't, because like, like so many people, my facial recognition and my name recognition are uh, disparate. Mm-hmm. So I saw like 
I mean, maybe three of your names on your list. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. And and well, I didn't disagree with any of the takes. Well, they on my fine. List, I just didn't recognize on my, anybody. On my list for who should play the Joker? No, on your list of like Coen brother uh, people. Oh, my list of Coen brothers people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were all Coen brothers actors. Like, yeah, they I were gathered all, that. And yeah. I don't know a lot of Coen brothers films. And I figured that was probably contributing to my problem. Yeah. Yeah, now the Cohen brothers, man. I, I mean, I know you don't, you're not big on the Big Lebowski, but God, they're I'm not, they're good not big on the Big Lebowski. I'm just not like it feels like a lot of people are just over the hills for it. And I thought it was a great movie, but it, I'm not. I mean, I'll give it a great movie just just alone on the I'm the Walrus moment because it's my favorite <laughs> song for no reason that I can possibly justify. Hey, one of my one of my my or I should By the way, say, if it's anybody else's favorite song in the world, please tell me. I've never found another one. I've okay. n- never found a brother in this. All right. I like the song. Someone please. I'll tell you this. Uh, I My favorite thrift store find of the past probably, you know, year or two um, is a Coen Brothers. Sorry. Uh, hey, uh, Shakespeare-esque, Shakespearean adaptation, I should say, of The Big Lebowski. That sounds, that sounds pretty great. It is fantastic. Like, it, it is fantastic. That does sound good. It's really fun to try and, uh, it's really fun to try to perform it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did it for about an hour after I bought it, and I'm pretty sure I annoyed my wife with it. <laughs> she, she laughed a few times at first, and then it was just like, okay, buddy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to. <laughs> no, no, this is still fun for me. You sit right there, <laughs> and you humor me. <laughs> no, it's, mm. I, and I just sort of wander into the living room and pick it up from time to time and just <laughs> all right mm-hmm. anyway i'll do a couple scenes with you if i come over <laughs> we should we should do a we should do some scenes for patreon no <laughs> i might <laughs> you're gonna do your own little your own little audio play i beseech you man no uh <laughs> oh, this is terrible yeah, I'll do like a scene with you just for funsies, just just because that sounds silly as fuck and fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I may lose interest about the time about the time Bethany did. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I'm not sure. I actually did an hour. I think I may have done about 15 minutes. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> probably felt like an hour to her. Yeah. Okay. Over to uh, Suicide Squad, or I should say the Suicide Squad. Let's th- let's talk a little bit about James Gunn here, and I this is not real news. But I feel like it's important that we keep stressing this point. James Gunn posts a picture of a scrapbook that Marvel Studios sent him to celebrate the starting the, the production the production start of the Suicide Squad. He says, starting production on the Suicide Squad, I received perhaps the coolest and sweetest start of production gift ever, along with a note of how excited they are for the movie from Kevin, Lou, Victoria, Mary, and Jonathan. At Marvel Studios, they made me this incredible scrapbook of our journey so far on Guardians of the Galaxy. It is a thick tome packed with memories that brought a tear to my eye. As I've said so many times, at the end of the day, Marvel and DC fans have a lot more in common than they do not. I am now, and have been for almost all of my life, both. Maybe you like one more than the other. That's cool, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy them all or that you have to tear the other down. I know that I and my partners at both Marvel and DC believe that what's good for one studio is generally good for all, spurring each other on daily with heartfelt, spectacular, and innovative entertainment that keeps audiences around the world loving movies based on or inspired by sequential art. Let's go, teams. Yep. Yeah, that's 
pretty much what we say about it every time. Yep. Any, <laughs> any divisiveness that you think the studios have where they're making any kind of spiteful move or that they're doing something, uh, well, you know, um, how do I put it? Uh, like to not, not to beat the other one because, you know, beating somebody is, is great, but in the negative context, I don't know what, what word I want here. Mm -hmm. I go back to spite. Anything you think that you've seen between these two studios that feels spiteful or feels competitive in a negative way, you imagined it. I, I yeah. promise you, you imagined it. I mean, like, wait, we can talk about it. Tell me about it. We'll talk. I promise you, you imagined it. That's not real. They um, they don't, don't think I, that way. I think some of them may might, but by and large, moments, I don't think so. Like, there are moments in the history where maybe you hired a writer, or maybe a writer got fed up with uh, how Marvel was treating him at the moment, and they went to DC, and there was, like, some animosity there. Animosity, that's another word I was written for a second ago. That's um, a good word. If you felt like there's some moments with people with the trade-off of talent between these two in certain ways. In the modern era, which is not the right term for the comics, forgive me, but in the modern era of actual, like, in film right now, like, when, what, what, what's happening at the moment? No, no, none of that. None of that at all. They don't care. They're, like, they're, they're rooting for each other. They, like, I promise you, these studios, because at the base of them, it's Warner Brothers and Disney, who are just there to make money on entertainment. Mm -hmm. They could not give two shits if 20 years ago this comic book revolution that's happening right now that that we're like so much in the thick of it that pe people are writing about comic exhaustion and all that crap um they there's no like moral uh they, they're not beholden to that if that had never developed they wouldn't fucking be doing it mm -hmm. wonder brothers and disney you're trying to make a fucking do dollar man that that's all that's it they and, and i know like once you get into it they i'm sure they like things and that helps um, maybe guide a little bit, but but bottom line is like if they weren't making money, we wouldn't be doing this anymore. They're still doing it. They're rooting for each other because as long as this keeps going, they get to keep making a ton of money and they keep making things that fans like, and that doesn't hurt either. Yeah, like, here, it it's just it's fine. It's we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> All right, so the wave uh, keeps going. We're good. Comicbook.com was talking to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm. <laughs> Asked him about Flashpoint Batman. They shouldn't be allowed to talk to him. Jeffrey Dean Morgan says, look, I don't know. I mean, if there's a chance uh, they would ask me, I'd say yes on playing Flashpoint Batman. He says, I think the Flashpoint story is, it, look, it's my favorite story. I would love to do it. But you know, DC is DC. And there, you know, it's a constant. It seems like they're always going to, uh, they're always kind of switching up who's running it and what they're going to do. So hopefully what I'd like to see is a little continuity with DC, have them get back on track. And then, man, I'd be honored and I'd love to do it more than anything. Yeah. Sounds that right. just kind of like sums a guy who's up. been jerked around for three years. Yeah. Just kind of sounds like all of our issues with DC over the last few years. Yeah. Like, get it together. Every, like, you know, every, they're, all, they're like, well, we're not going to share continuity, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. I, I understand that you're scared because of Justice League, but you have to also realize what you did with Justice League. <laughs> and understand that even the mainstream what was audience accomplished at this juncture, general audience people, filthy casuals who I know are coming up to me and going, Hey, are they ever going to make the flashpoint movie? People know what flashpoint is. We all want to see flashpoint. Yeah. We all want to see Jason Momoa fight wonder woman in an alternate reality with freaking Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> playing Thomas Wayne. Like yeah. there is no way that movie doesn't make a billion dollars. 
Yeah, it would be good. I mean, and if I would you have sure to use it. it, if you have to use it to make Matt Reeves a thing, his movie makes sense. Oh, Whatever. Yeah, never write out anything that happens in this universe. There's plenty of chances to bring it back into continuity. And here's here's my little. I mean, I know little... it gets harder and harder. Like it, when you do certain things, it gets very difficult. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it is still comics, and there's still a, a plethora of options to draw from. Well, here's what I'm thinking though. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm not necessarily looking at it and going, oh, they're going to, they're leading up to crisis. I'm not thinking that yet. Would I love it? Absolutely. Um, but what I'm thinking is if Matt Reeves' Batman movie does well enough, right? we already have the DCEU. They, that's continuing. The The reports of its death are exaggerated, to say the least, because we've got a Birds Always of Prey. Reference. We've, yeah, we've got a Birds of Prey. We've got a Suicide Squad. We've got a, uh, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 and God knows what else coming. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Another Odd Aquaman 2 is happening. Shazam 2 is happening. Yeah. Black Adam. So. Plenty of stuff in, what I call it, Story A or whatever earlier. Like uh, Way more stuff. The main is, thread? Yeah. What do you want to call it? I don't know. But Ezra Miller says his Flash is happening still. We've got yeah. the guy from It working on it. Yeah. So. Uh, there is more in that timeline, maybe. I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep coming up with words until I feel really comfortable. Than not. So, w- what are the two biggest successes, critically and financially, together in the DCEU pantheon? Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. If Matt Reeves' Batman is a big blow-up success, they're gonna want oh, to yeah. bring yeah. that Batman into canon with yeah. with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. What's a movie that they could do to make that happen that has Aquaman and Wonder Woman literally fighting to the death? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, huge players in that. Now, um, they would argue, uh, or some people would argue, like, no, they're not going to want to see that version of Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Yeah, probably. I'll give you that. Like, the general public, if if you're the guy running the numbers, uh, like, if you're one of the uh, uh, the producers at Warner Brothers or one of the people buying these things, you, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you're not interested in a version of Aquaman and a version of Wonder Woman where they're essentially at war and, uh, you know, kind of kind of pissy yeah i'm not saying it's coming up like relatively soon i think we're probably gonna get at least one flash movie before he runs back in time and stops the murder of his mother and causes flashpoint yeah all of that's possible and and to go back to what i was ranting about um you know these studios do learn from each other and if you told me in 2009 that i was going to be seeing at some point a uh a version of Captain America and Iron Man that were essentially really pissy and fighting each other. Mm-hmm. I would have told you I'm not sure if we're going to be able to see that, and it, we did. It made a ton of money, and it was good. It was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Shit, it, I thought right. it was really. I thought it was a really good film. It's alright, but the um, but yeah, like there's there's precedent for it. Mm-hmm. You can definitely do that. And that one isn't even like a flashpoint. We're going to reset things. That like that one's in canon. Mm-hmm. You had to accept those characters going forward. Like they made a point of it in Endgame that that part of the development of those two characters in particular was relevant and stayed. Yeah. Like over the course of twelve years or whatever it was before we saw that particular film, it was it was poignant. Right. It's actually one of the better moments in Endgame. That early early thing with Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Damn, that was. He's a good actor. <laughs> he is. He is. All right, that's uh, that's all for the movie news, and uh, we're gonna jump to a break. And when we come back, we are talking a lot of Crisis on Infinite Earths, buddy. So, of course, it's the big new thing. Yay!
me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Does it not feel like we're going to be talking about crisis until crisis and then after crisis? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're talking crisis on infinite earths. I'm not mad about that. Just saying. No, I'm... I'm, I'm not mad at all. I'm so happy. Yeah. And did you see Brandon Routh's Kingdom Come Superman? I did. Oh, oh he's got the little silver highlights. The, it's, oh. it's great. It's great. I saw so many people complaining about the stupid trunks, and I'm like, no, man, that's perfect. No, that's absolutely that's perfect. perfect. That is, that is Alex is Ross dope. perfect. That is dope. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I, I, I like I, that, that. Like the Superman in that, uh, in like the Alex Ross Kingdom Come Superman is supposed to be you know, reminiscent of this jaded version of, of the early Superman. Like I'm seriously, I can see no less than 12 Superman from just this corner of my office. Every one of them's got trunks. Every last one of them. I have a lot with trunks. I've, I've got a few without. I, I made it to 10. I didn't even look at the other wall in this corner <laughs> just now. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a part of the outfit. It's an old part of the outfit and it's nostalgic uh, for a lot of reasons, like it's perfect for King Kong Superman, it's perfect for Ben and Routh Superman. Because oh man, Routh is so good at like he is so good at being hokey and lovable in a way that if we get to see him do anything like what happens in Kingdom Come, I, it's going to break my heart a little bit to see him kind of that little bit of broken or a lot broken mm-hmm. if you really get to read the book. Um, it that that part's going to be I don't know that part's going to grab me a little bit if they do that anything close to that I'll be uh, it'll it'll hurt in a good way. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. Yeah. He looked and great. Been, and the thing is, like, I don't even want to talk about all the things mm-hmm. because they keep putting out things There's so that many things. excite me. Like, so many just, things. just pictures of, you know, oh, here's Brandon Routh. And like, oh, here's Brandon Routh, you know, with the proper Kingdom Come Superman lighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's Brandon Routh hanging out with Tyler Hecklin. They're both mm-hmm. in costume. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, well, no, whoops. Here's, here's Tom Welling standing with friggin'. Uh, Erica Durance and oh mm-hmm. here's another picture of Tom Welling with Tyler Hecklin and and his Lois I can't remember her name for some reason right at the top off the top of my head I remember her but yes I I can't either um Elizabeth Tolick is that right no no <laughs> I really don't sorry but just all of the things all of the things I'm um, just oh oh yes bathing yeah. in in the in the superheroes here oh yeah uh, like all the things we talked about in in movie that might possibly happen and all the really cool mm-hmm. stuff that is happening not to take away from it but this is one of the biggest events i've ever seen mounted yeah man uh this is one of the biggest live action thing this theoretically might be the biggest dc live action event to date i actually cheered and i was i, I surprised myself because when this show aired i had nothing but hard-lined 
contempt for this actress and for the majority of this show. I, I liked exactly two things in it. Those two things being Dina Meyer as Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember her name. for Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah as Harley Quinn. I thought were damn good. All right. Uh, Ashley Scott as Huntress. I just could not wrap my head around. Uh, but I'm so excited at this point. I cheered when they announced Ashley Scott was going to be in Crisis on Infinite Earths as Huntress from it's, Birds of Prey. It's still a good pool. It is a great, great pool. And I have you know, made it exactly seven minutes into Birds of Prey. <laughs> and the big takeaway when I watched it was um, I was uh-huh. like beside myself with how like even for its time period, this was not well done. Mm-mm. And oh. then... And and then like the one thing that I I in the first in the first few minutes of the first episode you still hear the Joker laughing and I was like well the guy who's doing the voiceover for Joker's really got something it was Hamill uh huh it was That's Hamill right. they they had borrowed his laughter for the Joker for this show mm-hmm. um they had I borrowed that being soundbite. excited they announced that that was like a big piece of news back in the day oh no I didn't catch that um so that was the one thing that I was like well they did that right and then I looked it up ah uh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Everything else here, I, I I just I don't have time for you right now. Yeah. And I now I kind of wish I now I, I really do wish I'd finished it because uh, yeah, it'll be involved. I wish yeah. I had more context there. I won't. I mean, it's a tiny season, but yeah, uh, it'll be fun to go back and look at that when you have time because you know it's going to be a part of the Arrowverse. Yeah. In some capacity. Yeah. Um, well, yes and no. I mean. We don't know what parts. One of the things about Crisis is um, some of the worlds don't make it. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying like the no, very... Some of them get folded in as part right. of the universe and some of them don't make it. So as many other, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I want here? Uh, products or whatever uh, that that they're grabbing. Properties. That's the word I want. As mm-hmm. many other properties as they're uh, t- sending out their tendrils and grabbing right now. Like There's mm-hmm. so many. Um, the, the producers should get an award for this uh, little series that's coming up just yeah. for all the background work that must be involved with getting all of these people on board to do even what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't like, I feel like someone's the, not going to make it though. I, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like there's going to be a fan backlash. If the Smallville universe doesn't make it. That one I think is like, you've got I it. feel like that one's got to be safe. Yeah. Even and Brandon Routh, Superman, it, it could go. That one can like, go. Kingdom come could go. That one can go. I'm good not doing anything going. else. He's um, doing something else right now as another character that we really do love. Birds of prey go, but I, you know, we know that sometimes in crisis there are remnants. People, yeah. people wind up in the primary universe who came from other universes. So yeah. I'm, I'm putting it out here right now. Hashtag save Dina Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with, uh, like, I, I'm fine with another uh, Huntress, and and it's great that she's tying in a, a universe, even if a. I'm not as familiar with as I'd like to be, but, um, yeah. and this Huntress is specifically Batman and Catwoman's daughter. Oh, that is cool too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one we have now in the Arrowverse, I really like, like, I wish they'd bring her back for something, but, uh, yeah, me too. She's not, I mean, she's not tied in like that. I'll, you know, that's yeah. a con. That's a con in, in that argument, but man, she's really established and she was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, there can be two. I, they I'm made a great with, go of that character. I'm, I'm fine with two. No. Speaking of, of there being two of a thing. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're getting a new Adam. Did you mm-hmm. see this? Mm-hmm. Uh, super, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths is adding Supernatural alum uh, Osric Chow as Ryan Choi. I was hoping we were getting a Choi. Good job. And we know that uh, we know that 
Brandon Routh is leaving. He and uh, what's her name? His amazingly gorgeous wife, who I have a huge crush on, I can't remember her name ever. <laughs> They're leaving the show. They're leaving Legends this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always just want to call her Nora Dark, and I'm like, that, that's not her name. I know that's not. Um, it, it's she's so convincing that you just can't remember any of the no you just you, we're bad at names that's the real scoop there i am uh choi is described as a physics professor at ivy town university whose seemingly normal life has changed when he learns he has a pivotal role to play in the upcoming crisis so yeah uh so uh, ryan choi let, awesome let's do Bring that it on. yes yes <laughs> all right you we and had, i have we had a great time with ray palmer mm-hmm. i'm kind of sad to see brandon ralph go because i like the guy yeah but, but what uh, a way to go what yeah. a way to go to have him as the Adam and as Kingdom Come slash possibly Superman Returns Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a that's a big deal. I remember hearing an interview with him on I think WTF. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was WTF. I, I don't know. I I don't remember him being on there. Seems like I would have listened to it if I'd seen that. I I would have thought so too, and that's why it's uh, confusing me at the moment. But wherever I heard the interview, he was um, talking about some kind of humble beginnings, like as a I mean, he was a model, I think. Uh, at, at first and um <laughs> yeah those are humble beginnings yeah like, um, i was only oh uh, <laughs> they didn't know i, I could mean, act i was just gorgeous i was just gorgeous yeah but <laughs> in a way it is like him and tom willing i think yeah. could, could speak to this like but in a way even like as a model it's like oh okay yeah you mean blah 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 blah, blah. but then when you start to open your mouth like shh, shh, shh. no no we just you just stand there and we light you and that's all that's like mm-hmm. he was he was a little uh like, yeah, I remember him talking about he was super, I mean, just over the moon when he got Superman and then kind of at this point it didn't go over better. Um, really happy to see him get to wrap that up. Like as a person, I'm really happy for him because I, I feel like he's having a good time. And just looking at those little set pictures, he's really enjoying being in the outfit again. Oh, yeah. I mean, you Can't know, blame uh, him. That my, is, my, that's a dream. I used to do a show called the Entertainment Roundtable. It was on yeah. an, an actual radio station. Mm-hmm. You were over the waves, my friend. I was. And um, one of my co-hosts on that show, uh, a guy named Jacob Bradsbury, mm-hmm. used to constantly joke that, and I, I've never seen this for real, but he used to say that every time he watched Le- Legends of Tomorrow, he could just see br- <laughs> this look in Brandon Routh's eyes, this like hollow sadness that said, I used to be Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite saw that, but I do know that he loves Superman and he is he did. over he the really moon did. playing this character again. I think that's part of the reason. And this is a, a part of the story arc that you haven't enjoyed as much. But I think given the actor, it makes more sense to me. But like when Ray Palmer started, he was a uh, uh, he was kind of a legit hardened badass in a way mm-hmm. that we it, that that got. Like those edges got shaved off his character and rounded into this thing that's Ray Palmer now. And in a way, I feel like that was just because Brandon Routh is a big puppy. Mm-hmm. Dude's a big fucking yellow Labrador. Yeah, he just spent so much time like, He's playing brown lab these characters. They're, they're the just, same. Yeah, I I think it just seeped into his character like i he's one of those people that when you see him when you hear him talk and you hear see him little pictures of him backstage and even when you see him with fans like his persona when you see him with people um he just he has this very open fucking excited uh attitude about him yeah and i feel like eventually that seeps into the writer's room you know yeah 
Or after a while, they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just so much fun. Let's write him as well, fun. Well, there's the old there's the old adage. Um, I'm not really sure how old it is, but I mean, it's old in in terms of uh, writing circles and and television circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the first year of a show, the showrunner is the boss. Oh yeah. The second year like of it. the show, the actors, the stars are the boss. So yeah. And there's a, there's a thing that happens, and it happens pretty much every show that's successful and lasts a long time. Uh, my, my most uh, pertinent example, I have two. One would be MASH, because at some mm-hmm. point Hawkeye Pierce just stopped being, stops being Hawkeye Pierce and just starts being Alan Alda. And it's a slow change, but if you <laughs> see like a season one and then a season 11, you're just going like, oh, oh. okay. Um, but the change is also very, I mean, it's, it's also very evident in Star Trek, um, both original series and next generation where, you know, original series Picard, I mean, sorry, next generation Picard is very stuffy old man, or, you know, he's like 40, he's like 40, Mm. very stuffy, very by the numbers. And then by the time you get to the 10th movie and Patrick Stewart actually has say over the story, he's riding dune buggies on a planet and laughing hysterically. (laughs) Um, Which is way more Patrick Stewart. Right now, if you ask Patrick Stewart, would you like to go on a dune buggy ride? For sure. That I think 80-year-old man would be like, where do I need to meet you? Yeah. Do I need a helmet or will you provide one? There was was an argument I made uh, to my mom, actually, years and years ago, because she was talking about how, how, you know, cheesy the old Star Trek was. But she hadn't seen the movies. I said, look, when you get to the movies... There's a there comes a point where you realize William Shatner specifically William Shatner Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly Kirk Spock and Bones are no longer playing Kirk Spock and Bones they're just William Shatner Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly <laughs> yeah like Spock has a little bit of emotion because he's you know progressed towards yeah. that if it, within canon but really Nimoy was way more composed. If you look at interviews and stuff, that's just him. Like, no, yeah, he did have like, a very poised demeanor about him. <laughs> now, we're also talking about a guy who, you know, uh, had books of poetry that he published. I mean, he clearly mm-hmm. had a uh, still waters run deep kind of vibe to him. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I mean, this is also a guy that did the Bilbo Baggins song. So, you I, know, yeah, yeah. Some of those, some, some of those still waters, in there too. Yeah, some of those still waters were a little shallow. <laughs> Look, you get to the very top of still water, you know what you see? A bunch of fucking ripples. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that was weird. I think that was a payday. Honestly, I mean, he was like, <laughs> you know what? I had pointed ears. Maybe it was ears. like a Led Zeppelin thing, where yeah. like Led Zeppelin. I swear, like a, a there's a there's a joke about Led Zeppelin where it's like, if you don't know what the lyrics of a Led Zeppelin song are talking about, it's probably fifty percent getting laid and fifty percent fucking hobbits mm-hmm. and that's true i i mean i'm not gonna do a statistical fucking overview of led zeppelin lyrics but i swear it sounds right i've seen that online there's like a, it's like a pie chart and it says like led zeppelin lyrics and it's like there's a huge chunk that or like a chunk kind of a sizable chunk that says sex and then like a huge orange chunk that just says hobbits and shit yeah yeah <laughs> but it is real like they he really was a big fan they, they were yeah. really big fans of the fucking opposite yeah so um i, I just feel like nemo could was be like, like that though where it was you know it, who like, like Star Trek. Led Zeppelin went over really well yeah i and, just feel and, like and no one noticed until years later and they're like oh my god that wasn't some deep lyric that was just like about a fucking novel i could have picked up <laughs> yeah i haven't looked into it 
but I do. I feel like Nimoy was like, I'd like to get a musical career off the ground and I need money because no, everyone remembers me as Spock uh-huh. and no one's hiring right now. And I feel like his agent or somebody said, you know, it's really big right now that Lord of the Rings. What the hell's that? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of nerds out there who like Star Trek and who like Lord of the Rings. Who also like this universe well, as well. How do you know they like Star Trek? Because they walk around with pointed ears on too. Yeah. So I think oh. this is going to work out really well for you. Also, here are three <laughs> quaaludes and we'll see you in 20 minutes. How about it? Come on. Come on. Let's go. Showtime. <laughs> All right. So sad news. For Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh-huh. supposedly, Michael Rosenbaum has passed. It's not how you phrase that. Uh, <laughs> it's really just not how you phrase that. <laughs> really? Because he's dead to me. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's passed on the on the crossover. And, right. Supposedly, and I say yeah. supposedly because I I know you and I don't agree on this. I don't I buy, buy it. it. I don't buy I it buy at it. all. Yeah. I think he crafted a reason. I think so that as a, well. I just so also still buy the reason. I think I feel like he crafted a fictional reason. So unassailably Michael Rosenbaum, so painstakingly in line with his voice that we are meant to believe this shit. But I don't think it's true. So Rosenbaum tweeted out this message. Friends, many of you have tweeted and asked me about joining the infinite crossover. I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'll just be straight up about this. WB called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. Their offer. No script. No idea what I'm doing. No idea when I'm shooting. Basically no money. And the real kick in the ass. We have to know now. My simple answer was pass. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all of your questions. Lovingly, Rosenbaum. Uh, I don't believe it because... And look, if it's true, I... Totally understand. No ill will at all from me. Uh, you just didn't like the to, timing. To Rosenbaum. I don't believe it, though. Well, when we talked about it, you didn't like the... Well, uh, if Guggenheim is to be believed, and that's the other part of this, is mm-hmm. Guggenheim is the one who said it, and he is famously a liar to me. Um, not, he, not that he mentioned him specifically, but he's been saying that uh, he's been calling somebody from Smallville every day since they started production on this season. Yeah, and well, he, he specifically said that their first, second, and third priority was to get people from Smallville on this thing. So I don't believe, like, look, if we had, you know, three choices as a fandom, as a whole fandom, uh, I think the averages would show that we wanted Tom Welling, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, and Erica Durant in that order um, on this crossover. Now, yeah, Guggenheim I could, did. I could buy that. Someone asked Guggenheim a few days ago on September 27th uh, if uh, you know we're we're going to be getting any more big um, big news about crisis. Mark said, "Left to my own devices, there would not be any more news breaks. I want there to be a few surprises left." That said, it's not up to me. I don't. I I think I think there's like I think there's there are reasons we keep getting rumors about Linda Carter showing up as Wonder Woman. Um, and I think that, yeah, they might, I don't, they've had scripts done. Like I, maybe that, you know, maybe legitimately they were just saying, no, you can't read a script because it's a secret script. Michael Rosenbaum. I just don't yeah. believe it. I don't believe that they wouldn't bend over backwards to get Michael Rosenbaum in there for a second. Like, you know, like I, because the, if you look at what he's saying, no idea what he's doing, no idea when he's shooting, 
basically no money. That that says to me cameo. Nothing but a cameo. Uh, so he could basically come in in a few weeks. You know, like he could come in whenever he feels like it, probably up to a certain point. It just here's, doesn't smell right to me, man. Here's an entirely plausible, I think, uh, not even an other explanation, but uh, hear me out. What mm-hmm. if when he says, what do he say? No script, um, basically no money, all that. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm uh, pure speculation, but in my eyes, if it was, if it was a pure kind of cameo role, Mm-hmm. Like literally, we just need to fly you here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we 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 need to f- like if it was them pitching it and they just said, um, if I'm them and and they just said, look, we just need to fly you out here. I don't want to tell you what you're going to be doing, but it's going to be fun. Um, you know, we don't even have pages for it yet. It's not it like it's it's a it's a quick thing. You know, it's worth X amount of money. I know it's not a big deal. We're you know we're going to cover you coming in and out. It it'll be quick. It'll be it won't be it, it's going to be painless. Um, I, I think you'll have fun seeing some people on set, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then say later, and in my head, the explanation also goes like that to me seems like a pitch that could also be interpreted as like no script, no, no real idea what I was doing and no money involved. Okay. Alternative, maybe the thing I said. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, pure speculation, absolutely unfounded speculation on my part, but having listened to a, a, a Huge chunk of inside of you with uh, Michael Rosenbaum. He he's openly said on several occasions that he'll like carry a script with him. That's something that someone's actively asking him about. You know, you know, on several trips, meaning to read it and never quite get around to it. Like he does kind of procrastinate. Yeah, that seems to be part of his profile. It's it's mm-hmm. just I get it. We all do it. He does it. Now, you know, no no hard feelings. But it could also plausibly be that maybe that was the conversation. Maybe effectively he could have phrased it that way and it's still, it's still accurate, but you know, um, you know, not well, something we, he was totally digging. And then he also maybe procrastinated to the point where it did come down to a WB saying like, dude, we really got to know right now. And it happened to be that he was at like a family moment and he didn't want to be interrupted and said like, dude, I, I really don't have time for that. I have to pass. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I'm just saying, you know, with everything Guggenheim has said about uh, trying to get in touch with everybody. With everything that, you know, like freaking Rosenbaum and Welling hanging out with Stephen Amell. Yeah, that was for like their the, cr- the creating their little wine thing. Yeah. But you're, are you telling me they're just sitting down talking about wine? They've got to mention crisis <laughs> they somewhere. could be. Like but even, even, even when you, when you are like on his shows, they like he and Welling are talking about going back. Like, well, they're know, also talking about it with a lot of trepidation. Like they mm-hmm. did not enjoy being in Vancouver at all. This was a yeah. this is a thing that I uh, honestly I can when Tom Willing talks about being in Vancouver I feel it in my spine the way I feel it when like people talk about certain food service situations I know I, I just I just nothing about this smells right to me the no script no idea what he's doing no it idea what there's and, none look, of that and, smells right in one corner I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying uh, what what I described might be a perfectly reasonable explanation for everything that has transpired. I'm, in the other corner, I'm saying yeah. Mark Guggenheim is regularly full of shit, mm-hmm. like for good and bad purposes. And I actually really do believe him when he says, "If it was, if it was up to me, we'd stop." Because uh-huh. even for Guggenheim, there's been a lot of news about this, and he does like to keep shit up his sleeve. That's the hey, reason yeah. I call him a liar is because he does like to lie to us. Hey, you know what? You know what he said today. And also, by the way, Tom <laughs> Welling lied to us too. Bold yeah, face did. lied. Yeah, he did. Bald faced or bold faced? Which yeah. one is it? Bald faced? Uh, I think it's bald face, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so Guggenheim Senate today didn't sound right. All right, 
Guggenheim today, nine hours ago. All uh-huh. right. At the time of this recording. By the time this recording is out, we might we will know what it is, I bet. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Guggenheim said uh made some some comment about um how it uh felt like ten years uh building or something something about ten years. But he says we'll break something tomorrow. That shows we've been working towards Christ's on infinite earths for almost 10 years. Okay. Arrow almost prem- 10 years. Arrow premiered in October of 2012. Yeah. You know what came out in 2011, though? Uh-huh. Green Lantern. Oh. That, that was like story by Greg Berlani and Mark Guggenheim. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that's the closest thing to 10 years I can think of that they would have had to do with DC. You remember years ago we, we talked about on this podcast... Mark Guggenheim and Greg Berlani joking around that maybe one day though they still had they still had Ryan Reynolds' number and maybe one day they'll give him a call. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's really just really outside of the realm of possibilities, but I I would not have I, as soon as he said almost ten years, I was like, what the hell happened almost? To, oh, that is something. That is the closest to ten years. That is uh, uh, yeah. All right, that's that's a possibility. <laughs> but yeah, now, I, I, you there's know. some leeway where like it it could still be a uh, Rosenbaum announcement, mm-hmm. but where in in their mind, uh, ten years ago, production wise, or or uh, you know it, when it aired <clears throat> ten years mm-hmm. ago versus how long they've been working on the crisis, mm-hmm. maybe that's. Mm, I mean, you can shade that ten years forward if you want to it, in his timeline, but uh, yeah. it would be really cool. <laughs> I've watched that movie a couple times, and it's not nearly as bad as people think it is. I mean, it's not great. No, it's not great. It's, it's not. It's not you know absolute trash. No, I mean and some people insist that it should be thrown away, and then all of the copies of it thrown away, and everyone who made it killed, including yeah. apparently Reynolds himself. And you know, I, I I wouldn't mind it being a uh, an alternate reality somewhere in in the Berlani verse and. Uh, I'm I'm fine with all of that. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, I would like to see the uh, is the Berlanti version of that original script out there somewhere because I I would like to read it. I, you can search for. I don't know. I, I don't know. I was just wondering if you've ever run across it. I I haven't looked for it. Period. I would like to see it. I've I've heard that the that his version of that script was good enough that for instance, like Ryan Reynolds was not a throwaway name even at that. Mm-mm. Even yeah. at that time, he was still a name. Like they intended to build a franchise around him if they could. But I mean, he was enough of a throwaway name that he went in and said, "No, I don't want to do Green Lantern. I want to do the Flash." And they said, "You'll do the Green Lantern, and you'll like it." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he still wasn't at the like, "No, we're gonna do Deadpool my way" uh, mm-hmm. status. But he wasn't. He wasn't nothing. But I, I have heard though that the original Berlanti version of that script was. Uh, was really good and like the the versions that came afterward were just like the the quality degraded that's the that's story i hear from people mm-hmm. but i really i really would like to, to read that get my hands on it and me and too see how i feel about that myself unfortunately the thing that you run into a lot when you look for scripts online is you, you wind up finding someone trans transcribe the actual movie and yeah you know, they're saying it's the original thing it's just not yeah um hey so how do you feel about this they are, it's being reported that one of the episodes of Arrow this year mm-hmm. is going to be a backdoor pilot for a spinoff uh, based on the Canaries. It's going to be a Canaries show with Mia Smoke, Laurel Lance, and Dinah Drake. I don't know yet. I don't know about that. I am 
in the kindest way possible, in no way interested. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, that's you know, not, it's not a, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty accurate for me. Yeah. I could, I can get behind that phrasing. I am a little intrigued to see how, what they're going to do exactly. Like I want to see the pilot. I mean, we will, it'll be an episode of arrow. I'm like, don't waste the last episode of arrow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, that is actually like, that's the part that will bother me is mm-hmm. you've spent a lot of time building this character. You've used him as a backdoor pilot. I don't know how many times now, just, just tell that story. Yeah. You know, if, if, if the story you're going to tell later with another thing is strong enough, we already have all of that background. We, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time with Mia. We, there's plenty of background. You can just air that show and it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, but you're, I, I feel like this is going to be very specifically, I, 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 I don't see, I'm not seeing a whole lot of this is going to be, you know, 2040, which makes me wonder if somehow Oliver sacrifices himself and saves his daughter in the future and she winds up in the past or like that future never happens, but he somehow transplants Mia into the, I, I don't know. I just, these random thoughts. I don't know because I mainly because I don't really see Laurel Lance and Dinah Drake running around with old makeup on every episode. Yeah, there's that. And there's, um, I just, it's unless you're doing it as like a limited series of some kind, mm-hmm. kind of like they did in the last season of Arrow doing flash forwards. Uh, you've got to, you've got to make that count in the present and you've got this whole other Arrowverse going on. Mm-hmm. And I know Arrow has gone, you know, technically, but yeah, I think uh, crisis that, that is time going slot to... will be filled by something else. But fuck, it's still going to be there, and and you've still got to like, it's still going to make sense. I think crisis will do will go a long way in uh, folding things in, and you know, just like how the the multiverse has acted as a uh, a way for dead people to come back. Well, sure, I think it will be also a. Uh, the, uh, the different realities combining will be like, oh, this is how we can, you know, we can get the Tom Welling Superman just show up. He's like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm still around. And that I mean, that I, way, Tyler Hecklin yeah, Superman can be over in Argo. And, and sometimes her sort of cousin can show up who's Tom Welling and yeah. Or, you know, oh, hey, here's Ashley Scott as, as the Huntress. And she's not quite the Huntress, but she's, you know, she's not our Huntress, but she's another Huntress. And but she's still banging around. We got somebody from the future. We got Oliver and Felicity's, you know, daughter from the future for some, or from a future that never happened. If, See, when, if you say that we can't do that, remember Rachel Summers from freaking X-Men? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but that was different. <laughs> and when you bring in the word Summers, shit can get all fucked up real fast. <laughs> yeah. Because Franklin, it, 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 for no other reason, Franklin. I can bring up the word. Isn't is it Franklin? Franklin Reed? I mean, Franklin Richards? I didn't mean Richards. Sorry, Summers yeah. also has time travel. My bad. Um, <laughs> rusty fucking Marvel knowledge. Yeah. But know. like, if you bring in Summers, we're, we're keeping that, by the way, because the, the Marvel fans will hate us for that. And the DC oh, yeah. fans will love us for that. So, yeah, you'll just uh, <laughs> yell at me for a bit. I won't. Um, it's just. You know, you James bring in Gunn any of those was, people, though, and fucking time can, can go fucking climb a <laughs> rope, you know? But the summers are, you know, just as crazy. It's time weirdy. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, eh, yeah, time the, weirdy, brain weirdy, In the DC weirdy, universe, whatever. though, like, crisis, it doesn't fuck with time. Like, time is still moving forward at at a rate of 1x. It, it doesn't really, like, it, it combines all the multiverses, but it doesn't really mess with, like... Then how would you explain... 
if they are doing this, how would you explain Batman 66 happening in the 60s and then there being a Batman currently? Oh, because things don't have to happen at the same year in different multiverses. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Civil War could have happened in 1740. Right. So now. I'm just saying you you could do some time stuff. I mean, yeah, but when it comes down to the folded down universe where we're talking about... You also don't necessarily from need the future. Crisis specifically to fold into time travel because you have the Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, there's that. I'm just saying traditionally Crisis dealt with the width of it, not like the length of it kind of mm-hmm. thing. It uh, like For you to bring in Mia Smoke, which is a future character, Uh huh. for you to bring in her um, and make her part of... <sighs> I, I, like, I feel like you should make a part of the present day timeline mm-hmm. because it also seems like part of the fun of Crisis is you do get to shrink everything down to a singular timeline. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, or at least a singular existence. <laughs> and then you can bring up the argument that there are different timelines and there are different multiverses and those are functionally different things. And you would be right. Mm-hmm. Not going to argue with you on that, but... Storytelling wise, Crisis generally just functioned like it. Its function was to take the other worlds that were similar and just crunch them down to a thing. Yeah. So the other timelines, which could theoretically be other worlds, but that's a whole fucking conversation. And DC mm-hmm. never has landed anywhere on that issue for any period of time for more than like five seconds. Look, um, I, I, yeah. Overall, I just do not believe Katie Cassidy is going to be in old makeup for an entire show. I, I. That practical problem alone, I completely agree. I just you, don't know how they're going to necessarily bring in Mia to the present timeline, but I feel like they should. You do not invest in that amount of plastic surgery. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of <laughs> time in the chair to build something <laughs> that honestly didn't look that great when they did the old makeup for no the flash forwards in Arrow. It wasn't one of the high points of that season. Mm-mm. It, uh, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that's where they're going to go with it. I don't either. Especially if it's still like a, a version of the future of this timeline because it opens up the like, yep, Arrow's ending and Stephen Amell's leaving and mm-hmm. giant monitor storyline, like mm-hmm. way above the normal Green Arrow pay grade for storylines in certain ways. Yeah. And then you're still going to leave like a future door open for him to just show up every now and then? No, nah, I, I yeah. think they're going to make it more subtle. Like they're going to make it. I don't think by any stretch we're done seeing Stephen Amell suit up a little bit here and there, but it's going to be a cameo and it's not going to be that much. Uh, there's not going to be that much backstory to it. I'm going to lead up to it. He's going back home for a while. They might, you know, they might have, they might have like multiple Olivers saved. I mean, there's nothing to say that they're going to, you know, do away with the multiverse. I mean, they might, some of them might get folded in, but there might still be some others floating around for real. No, I, I, the whole point is that, the multiverse is collapsing and some of the possibilities are, are endlessly dead. And the fact that they even have, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Who's Kevin all playing? It's the name. Pariah. I'm... Pariah. Thank you. Um, I was thinking Forager. I was like, that's not the right part of it. Um, <laughs> the fact that they even have Pariah means he's going to witness it. To, it surely means, I think, that he's going to witness possibilities ending snuffed out full stop. But. A lot of the possibilities make it into the final version. So mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a ton yeah. to play with. I'm not expecting them to, to go uh, that closely to the comics. Uh, but, you know, uh, even even folding all the quote unquote all the realities in, uh, we still wind up with multiple realities eventually. Oh, yeah. No, it comes back. Like Crisis it, lasted yeah. all of maybe 12 months before it was multiverses and all that crap. 
By the way, am I the only one that kind of wants a scene where, like, you remember that little little uh, device that Cisco gives uh, Supergirl? And it's like, yeah, anytime you need us, you know. Yeah. You can call. Some part of me wants Cisco to kind of like, it's somewhere near the end of the crisis, just kind of look at that device and be like, well, I guess we don't need this anymore. Just toss it in the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And Supergirl to just fly over to the city she normally lives in without. Just fly right over to National without any kind of stop and go no. in the multiverse. No, Cisco's too smart for that. Here's what I think should happen. Uh-huh. Kara says, I guess I don't need this anymore. Tosses it to Cisco. She flies away to her city. Cisco nods, contemplative, walks over to a drawer. Pockets it anyway. Puts it into the drawer for safekeeping. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can do right. that too. I, I kind of, I wouldn't mind an acknowledgement because that was like this uh, lifeline they left between the universes. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind at all an acknowledgement, especially because like that device has been a part of the crossovers. Like if all you ever watched were, were the crossovers, which by the way, is still a fine way to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't mind them just kind of talking about that device for half a second somewhere. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Oh yeah, especially since like the like the trailers for Arrow and the Flash are basically just crisis buildups. Like they're just that's all the shows are doing for the, like the first half. It looks like is just building up to crisis. Just that's all they should do. <laughs> I mean, they've only got about what eight episodes before the crisis starts. Uh huh. Give or take. Um, I mean, I think all these like like. I, it looks like Ollie's just going from universe to universe, like visiting different, you know. Oh, yeah. No, he's the monitor sidekick for, yeah. for a minute. He's just going to bounce in and out of whatever the fuck he feels like. But uh, all the shows are going to start back. <laughs> and there's there, there are going to be some tangentials where you're kind of curious about it. Like um, like Batwoman, it's, it's going to be the start of hers. And I wonder how much they're going to use uh, Crisis as part of her startup. I'm going to mm. go with not much. I wouldn't think so. Like Flash and Arrow, I think it should feature heavily. Supergirl mm-hmm. should probably feature prominently, but maybe not heavily. Yeah, and that's... Legends, that's... I don't think you're getting a premiere for Legends until, like, the crossover. I don't think mm. it's actually happening in the fall. Yeah. Now, like, with Supergirl, her 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 trailer looked... It was way more focused on Kara and Lena and this whatever the new big bad that's happening. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we got like one quick shot of the bit from last year where Monitor is telling uh, Manhunter, you know, about his brother. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, the showrunner for Supergirl, um, Jessica Queller, said that um, she says, uh, well, it's going to be mostly about Lena and Kara. And Benoit said it's going to be a rough season. And Queller says, I will just say this, say that this season, season five, revolves almost entirely around their relationship. I can't promise to make all of the fans' dreams come true. I feel like that's like specifically pointed at the slash fiction people, the shippers. But right. if they care about the relationship between Supergirl and Lena, they'll get a lot of it this year. Now, they, Benoist described it in July, back in July, she described it as, a, as this whole season as a fight for Lena's soul. I'm down for that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I need to watch the trailer a couple more times. And I probably won't. But they, they're introducing this new character, this new bad guy named Midnight, who has, and they don't know where she comes from or who she is. And she's like constantly ensconced in shadow. I think it's Lena. I'm wondering if it's Lena. Oh, I don't cool. know for sure. But, you know, a lot of stuff about, you know, a lot of stuff in the trailer about Lena saying that, you know, she 
she wants uh, she's not a bad person she just wants uh, supergirl to feel the pain that she feels she wants you know to feel that wants her to feel that betrayal so i don't think they're really harping on crisis a whole lot yet uh, up front but See, with supergirl they don't have to but they i feel like they do have to mention it a little bit you know like, i say that but with supergirl they've just pulled her in that just right. like tag tag in get over the ropes but Arrow and Flash, they're they're straight up like all you hear Ollie going, a crisis is coming. Doused you got in it. Yeah. Flash is like having nightmares about you know worlds getting destroyed. We even see in the Flash trailer they put out, we even see like a brief glimpse of 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 Harry as Pariah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. God, I've got to watch those. I don't have time yeah. before we start recording. That's that, I got to do that. Well, it was, there wasn't a whole lot to dissect. A lot of it's just like you know glimpses of a fever dream, and like you know. <laughs> Taglines yeah. from Crisis that we recognize, you know what I mean? It's just a crisis of coming. Oh, okay, the universe is gone. Oh no! Like, yeah, all right, cool. What now? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, you know. I feel like we're just going to talk about this thing till it happens, and I can only hope. I mean, I- I'm going to sit down to watch the first episode of this crossover with maybe more anticipation than I've watched. I mean, really, like anything I can presently remember. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Joker. Like, like uh, after we record this, I'm going to uh, get it edited, get it sent to you. You know, do the do the whole thing, and yeah. then after that, I'm going to abandon the internet for several days. Yeah, that's because fair. because Joker. Uh, yeah, it's currently um, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to see Joker until. Uh, we're gonna go see it Saturday, right? And then talk about it. And uh, I, I have no intention of visiting the internet until then. I just, I want nothing. And I'm, which to me means I'm super excited about this movie, and I'm, I'm, I, I really want to see it. But I don't know if I have as many like butterflies in my stomach feelings as I do about the crisis. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's stuff I never could have dreamed of. I know. I'm, I'm so stupidly excited, dude. Yeah. I'm so stupidly excited. Just, I feel like every day is like Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I still hate my life and stuff, you know, but. (laughs) But the escapism part of your life, if it was like a character you were playing in an RPG, is at 11. I really don't hate my life. 11 and bouncing out at the top of the meter on the Mm -hmm. screen. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I feel, feel, you know, uh, it was a joke. Just, just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't like my work life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not happy with where I am career wise, but you know, I love my wife. I love our life. Uh, yeah. you know, all that shit That's ain't that bad. Great. No, shit ain't that bad. Shit ain't that damn bad. <laughs> I'm not on any verge. Uh, you know, you this guys is not a cry for help. No, it's not. It's just a man. I don't like having to wake up and go to work. That's all it really is. Yeah. And uh, I wish I I, I, I had uh, more of a, uh, you know, I wish I had a, a, a work that made me happier to get up and go to it. I don't <laughs> I don't want to be a bum. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to call it this. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. The show's over. It's not a, it's not a you know, creatively fulfilling existence that that job. I get it. Yeah. Uh, we got nothing else though, so we can't actually call it. And uh, oh, we went, that's that's good. I've we, got a uh, got a baby went, on the way. 
way further, way longer than I thought we would. I don't know how we did that on five pages of material. Uh, we always do. God, what is wrong with us? Tell me. Listen. It's the smaller amount of actual news out there, the more we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We can even talk about how excited I am about Feige going to Star Wars and Spider-Man being back in the MCU. Oh, God damn. Why, those are I all mean, fantastic why, things. I mean, why would we? Why would we? Because this is a DC show. But just know I'm excited. Just know those are out there. <laughs> just know those are ex- out Hell there. Hell yeah. And I'm excited. Um, it's like early birthday for me when yeah. all that stuff that all that stuff broke. Cause like oh, I my- went around telling people at work uh, about like, hey, do you know Spidey's back? Yeah, yeah that's how Spidey's I found back. out. You you just like came out and looked at me. And were like, Spider Man's back. I was like, <gasps> no, <laughs> no. You were questioning. Me. It was like, were you talking about like, did you get this from one of those websites? I was like, no, dude. I, I wouldn't tell you this. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. tease you. Yeah. I got this from a real news outlet with quotes from Feige. It's real. It's happening. I yeah. promise you. But yeah, so... Uh, I wouldn't have played so fast and loose with your emotions, Dave. The only thing I would have been more excited about was, would probably be Snyder Cut. <laughs> 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 no, that's not true. Michael Keaton in Crisis. Way more excited about Michael Keaton in Crisis if, if that happened than I would Basically, be anybody Cut. from Burton in Crisis would have been a big deal for you? No, just, just Keaton. Just Keaton. Just Keaton. In particular, you want Keaton. Yeah. That's probably not gonna happen, my friend. But I'm rooting oh, for you. Oh, I, know. I really am. I know. Like if I can get my, if I could just, hey man, can I just get like a Michael Keaton and a Ryan Reynolds? Can yeah. I? Can I uh, just? How about Blake Lively? Just, just her. Just. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I mean, having said that, like in the um, was it the last crisis where they did the? I think it was the last crisis where they did the Smallville send up, where they actually used the uh, they used the original shoot and uh, or the the original set. Mm-hmm. and did the like somebody say um and i kind of knew watching it not, not kind of i knew watching it like yeah that's that's weird like mm-hmm. it, it was weird that they just used interstitial music they don't normally do that mm-hmm. like they knew they use scoring but not music um and they specifically use like a, like a kind of shot that you don't mm-hmm. normally see them use, like that overhead establishing shot. That that was was all very out of character. Mm-hmm. And I still heard somebody say, and I, <laughs> yeah, awesome. clapped a little bit. I was still super happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what's coming for me as far as like yeah. just geeking out. And I I I, I think I do. I I, uh, I think I need to get. Like a stress ball or something I can it's, squeeze. It's so bad at this point. Like, I'm so excited at this point. There's no way I'm not going to be disappointed. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I you say that, but I think it's 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 <laughs> not like it set a bar for itself and said, mm-hmm. We're gonna do this and this and this, and it's gonna no. be amazing. It's just they broke news to you and said, We're gonna use so and so and so and so and so and so. In a way, they've played it pretty confidently. Yeah. Like they they've just said, No, we're gonna we're gonna it is actually pretty factual when you when you look at how they've uh, broken the news and how they've talked about it. Mm-hmm. No one's come out and said like, "This is amazing. We're gonna it's gonna be the the, the we're gonna get Tom Welling as Superman, and it's gonna be the best payoff you could possibly imagine after fucking eleven years of not having that show and ten years of watching it and all that crap." By the way, there, you, there hasn't been like a Barnum and Bailey aspect to this. You, you know how I know DC would never let me touch anything in their catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm going to say this right now. Right. I would create, and this will get out somehow. If they ever think about it, they'll look back on this episode. The listeners will riot 
And then we'll see. Oh, look what let's see what he said here. That right. got so much. Here's what I'm about to say. Uh huh. I would create a character. All right. Who is basically uh, who's the king that touches everything and turned to gold? Midas. Midas. Basically, he'd be a, a quantum Midas who was connected to the multiverse, whose name would literally be Crisis. <laughs> and the storyline would be called The Last Temptation of Crisis. Okay, they kind of have that. He's called Kronos, and he's the reason we fucking got here. Do you want really? ants? Because that's how you get ants. <laughs> okay. Everything's been done, man. I mean, not exactly. That would be that would be a different take on it for sure. But I'm just kidding. Part, I wouldn't do that. that part of it really bad is Kronos, and I kind of I kind of hope they have something that that at least touches on this. Um, Kronos reaches back in time, essentially, to mm-hmm. uh, to see what's going on, and and touches it, and it has like a Schrodinger's cat. By the way, great Cavill thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, for anyone who doesn't know on, on Twitter, I've, I said that I decided that until we get official word one way or the other on whether or not Henry Cavill is still Superman, I'm going to lovingly refer to him as Schrodinger's Clark. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty happy with you know. him. <laughs> it's one of those moments where I was like, mm-hmm. that's why I love that man. Good job. <laughs> but Curtis kind of like reaches back in and observes and uh, distorts at the same time. But, uh, you know. I kind of hope we get that in a way. I think we might. Mm-hmm. Surely, like it's even a thing that they uh, they reference. Like I'm, I have the cover of you know Rebirth on my wall. I I stared at inadvertently the entire time we record. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it references that moment. Like it's uh, it's all of the current Justice League just reaching up into the uh, in, into space, uh, reaching for like a character they don't uh, mm-hmm. they can't quite get to. And there's just a, a, a tiny palm coming out of it with, with two little fingers outstretched. And I won't spoil for you anyone who's, you know, behind, who wants to pay attention and is uh, deeply behind. But, you know, you're about three years behind right now. So I'm pretty deeply behind. Catch up. But, I, you know, but I'm, I'm even worse than that. I read that first that 80 page that 80 page rebirth. But yeah, um, it didn't tell you who that was. It didn't tell you who that was. Also, I with a few exceptions, mostly Scott Snyder stuff, mm-hmm. I I didn't read New Fifty Two anything. Oh no, I didn't either. It was a, it's a black spot on my memory. I like I'm aware of it. I it's not like a black spot on my memory because I have access to Wikipedia and no, I mean pure you know. ignorance for me. Like it's just a matter of I didn't I I wasn't trying to read everything at the time, mm-hmm. and I've caught up to what I came across as the occasion arose but no yeah yeah i i pretty much bounced when i found out they were about to re- reboot everything and i was just like okay <laughs> i'll come back after what are you gonna do converge mm-hmm. i'll come back after mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna be over here catching up on some other things and not spending like a hundred dollars a month on dc comics yeah or any comics because i quit dc and marvel i pretty much bought everything everything uh for a while for a long yeah. time yeah, there was a moment where a chunk of your paycheck was going to monthlies. And, you know, I slowly cut out mo- like the Marvels because I was just like, you know, X-Men hasn't been good for a minute. So blah, and oh, they're doing some weird shit. And I, pretty much I, I quit Spider-Man when they, you know, took away his marriage. Mm, yeah. and I was just like, eh, OK, I don't want to do that right now. And things I'm get more popular do- again. Like last year, uh, was it last year? Yeah, last year, the number one selling comic 
across the board was Action Comics 1000. And like right behind it was Spider-Man, whatever that number was. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe in a thousand. Um, and I think it was Bendis wrapping up his run on Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, shaky Marvel knowledge. Sorry. What? You know, I don't I'll, do as much I'll, research on that. I'll get back to it. I do Let find myself, know. you know, catching stuff here and there and finding myself at a Barnes and Noble and reading through a graphic. You know, it's just. Oh, yeah. No, every yeah. time I actually pick it up, I read the shit out of it because it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's just we're just back to there's only yeah. so much time in a day. I did. I did wind up uh, really enjoying some Superior Spider-Man. Like <laughs> I, read, I wound up re- reading yeah. Amazing 700 and then wound up. I, I really like Doc Ock as, <laughs> as Superior Spider-Man. I like it, it a lot. Um, like the the best beat of that, and <laughs> I didn't read it. I just read about it. But the best beat of that is when he has that moment where he's like, "Oh my god, he was holding back the whole time. <laughs> he could have crushed me." <laughs> yes, that was a really cool fucking beat, man. Yeah, there was a delightful moment where um, I was talking to to Brent of Fans Without Borders, and it was it was probably a year ago where I was like. Dude, Brent's a huge Spider-Man fan, so I like took some pictures of the, some of the stuff in my Marvel room, all my Spider-Man all over the walls. And he was like, "Dude, I had no idea you were such a Spider-Man fan." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm sick. I love Spider-Man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a real thing. Oh yeah, he's he's a beloved character for a goddamn good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know it doesn't come through all the time talking about uh, you know DC all the time, but. Yeah, I've got an Alex Rocks, uh, Alex Ross, Alex Rocks. <laughs> he does that too. He does. I've got a, I've got an Alex Ross Spider Man on my wall right now, and it, he delights me. Oh God! Now I've got that in my head. Yeah. All the little chicks with the crimson lips say Alex Rocks, <laughs> Alex Rocks. No, no. Living in sin with a safety pin. Although I do remember renting um, that live action fucking Spider Man from the eighties. A few times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I, I, I rented that enough times that I'm pretty sure I wore out that copy, like, that single copy at my movie store. You you talking about the like the 70s Nicholas Hammond show? Or pilot Maybe. movie? Maybe. I remember it was live action uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it um, couldn't have been, could not have been later than, like, 87. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was 70s, but... Oh, it could have been from the 70s. We're talking about the VHS era. Uh-huh. We're talking about going to an actual movie store. And uh, where, like, I love that the instinct hasn't changed. Um, where, like, when you went to the movie store, I swear you could you could plan an entire evening, like a date around. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll go to the movie store. We'll pick out a movie. That's 40 fucking minutes. Yeah, that shit ran from 1977 to 1979. It did not dip a toe in the 80s, my friend. Oh, I know. I I just remember it from the 80s. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you could, like, you could go browse movies at a movie store for some time. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. And, like, do you remember that uh, feeling of disappointment when the one you really wanted to see had, like, 20 copies and all of them were right up against the, the little slat wall thing? Mm-hmm. Meaning there were no copies behind it that you could yep. actually grab? Yep. Yeah, that was a depressing moment. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, you could you could spend all that time just picking out what you wanted to actually watch. I love that Netflix and Hulu and all the streaming services essentially have that, oh, yeah, that aspect. Yeah. You can spend 30 minutes with your loved one bonding over what you want to see and talking about those things. It's yeah, actually... The, yeah, the thing I miss about it is I like, part. I miss not being able to walk around and do it. 
Whereas I actually liked walking and browsing. I yeah, I mean yeah, that was that was nice in a way. Other and times, also feeling I have like to admit, you've it would have been nice something. if you could have just chilled and done it. Well, and yeah. specifically, um, like I remember at some point, um, I wanted to find every Monty Python movie. Mm-hmm. I had to go into another county to find some of the Monty Python movies. Oh yeah, dude! Like 2006, I think it was like right, like uh, I think it was like uh, Novemberish, like right up against the the uh, the release date for Rocky Balboa. Uh, me and my little sister, I took my little sister. We were like just scouring. I was like calling different, my God, there were still, there were still places back then calling yeah. movie galleries, calling Hollywood videos and blockbusters, uh, asking to see, uh, do you guys have Rocky movies? We have one. Mm-hmm. We have the first one. We have the second one. Mm-hmm. How are you even a video store? <laughs> and I finally we get, I call Hollywood video and they were like, we have all five. I said, uh, can you just go pick those up and put them behind the counter? And he was like, yeah, actually, we've uh, someone just brought them back today. Uh, you know, people have been binging it to watch the new one. I'm like, yeah, just just we'll be up there in about five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm stretching the cord of the landline as far as I can to the door right now while I put my shoes on. Oh, I, it was. I mean, I still it was still my cell phone. Oh, it was still okay. So you had like a Nextel or some shit. Yeah, and I like mean a Nokia. No, yeah, it was a Nokia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a Nokia. Yeah. But um, yeah. So and and I was like, look, my little sister hasn't seen the the the, the, the Rocky movies. I'm, I need to come up there and get that. I'm taking her for her birthday to go see. Yeah. Okay. She's one of yeah. us. No, I understand. It wasn't like a. I'm going to force you to watch a bunch of boxing movies you don't care about. It was more of a hey, you know. She got really excited because she looked at the the she looked at a Billy a record I have an old record a vinyl of uh, Billy Joel's Glass Houses and when you look at look at the back it's just a picture of Billy Joel but it was Billy Joel was he was so, when he was so young he did not look like Billy Joel and to her she got really excited because she was like is this Rocky like <laughs> because Billy Joel looked like 1970s Sylvester Stallone on the back cover of Glass Houses. <sighs> I could see some resemblance. Okay. Fair and enough. I was, I said, no, but it's just as good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but don't lose that interest. I promise you, I have something to bring you. No, but that enthusiasm reeks of moxie. Yeah. All right. All right. We, we need to, we need to close this out. Yep. Let's wrap and it up. I'm pretty sure most of the last several minutes is going to be a chasing squirrels because damn it, we need them. Eh, fuck it. Who knows? Maybe. Throw it on live air. It might happen. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air. Depends on how tired I am when you send this audio back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, DCOnScreen.com. You know where you can find us. Uh, I tweet at David C. Robertson. The show tweets at DC on screen. Jason tweets at DuckDuckGoss. Mm-hmm. So you Occasionally. Can... Well, yeah, but if somebody comes and starts talking to you, you tweet more. No, I mostly reply a lot. Yeah. Um... We have a Facebook group. That's always really cool to get new people in there. Uh, we do, on occasion, ask you guys questions that affect the show. Um, you can weigh in if you want to do that. And that doesn't even require you to be on Patreon. So, you know, we, we, we are very open with you guys. We really, uh, and there's that you guys mentality, like group speak. I can't help it. I don't know what the mm-hmm. hell to do about it. Um, but I, I, I do thank you so much for listening. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye-bye. Perfect.
Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance. Protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are maladjusted? Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.